Welcome to Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life, hosted by B.B. Dalman and Rosalind McNally. Welcome back, dear listeners, to this week's episode of Earth School. Uh, last week, we bounced around the theme of burnout and this week's episode we thought we'd take it more into the practical or give you a little bit more of a different insight to it through the lens of human design and whatever else we choose to chat about like but mainly through that lens so you can begin to have some little tools resources for yourself or allow yourself to begin to ponder maybe what insights that might bring to you okay so we will dive in and see what comes out. Welcome, Bibi, as always. So, my dear human design and burnout, where to start? Well, one of the things that I've learned when I came across human design was just this pragmatism around, on the first level, to understand how differently we're all built. And I think that's just helpful to anyone because whether you're feeling you're approaching burnout, whether you're feeling you're right in the middle of it and you're listening to this or whether you're feeling you're sort of at the end of it and you're climbing out of that sort of vast sea and ocean of, you know, of burnout. Um, having something I think is tangible, uh, something that is very practical in your everyday life can be really helpful. So I think human design just gives us a way of understanding based simply on our profile um, and there are five different ones how our energy body wants to actually express itself in the world and then also what sort of the needs around that are and then we can look at like oh my god yeah now knowing that when I look back that part of me never got fed or that part of me out of you know conditioning try to work in a certain way because mm -hmm. everyone else around me was working in that way and that's what happened so I think we mentioned in the last episode so much about you know blaming ourselves and shaming ourselves and you know sometimes it's also just the systems we grow up in and I think human design can really help us to get insights into that where we're just not vibing with the way the environment was around us we don't have to blame or shame anyone there either and it also helps us actually I think understand if you're not going through burnout go like the people around you to start understanding, you know, what their needs are. And, you know, so often we assume, well, because that's what I need, that's what the other person needs as well. And that's the other part of human mm -hmm. design has really opened up my eyes in just such a pragmatic way. I mean, to kind of go, oh my God, what could be the medicine for one? Literally could be the poison for someone else. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, like that's the same with everything. Like there's no one, there's no 10 step plan, like, to get out of burnout like I don't care less like you know like there's nothing because it's so unique to each person what built up to that moment that you're sitting in that space going how did I not even see the telltale signs possibly do you know like to when you're moving through it there's no definitive way out of it like but the more that we have an understanding of how we work the things that sort of push us or motivate us or that you no know, like those patterns that just run through your system whether we've inherited them learned them or we've just done them ourselves that then we begin to make different choices in it like and through the lens of human design that gives you some information that you may not find you know 
by googling or looking for certain things because it's really tailored to your own specific makeup like and as she said it is the basics of your your profile of understanding that can give you so much information without going near anything else like that way like and it gives you permission and to go oh okay like I was brought up in a family that was go 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 and I always found that really draining like and now you're like oh okay actually now I have a deeper sense of why whereas beforehand maybe I thought maybe I'm just not like good enough for that there or maybe there's something wrong with me that I can't go 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 all day long like do you know like, or even how we take in information how we process energy how we bring energy out through your system so I think there's loads there for people just from the very sort of tip of the iceberg do you know, like without going any further into the water to meet the bottom of the iceberg there's loads in the tip for people like to give them that resources and information to begin to to have the self-authority and to the advocacy for themselves as well like do you know I've gone actually by learning these aspects through my human design I now give myself permission to actually allow these to be expressed in myself whereas before and you might not have even seen it or you might have thought that's just a notion to myself that I can work less hours or I don't I can only do things that are part of me that feels like you know we go follow your joy like and that's not for everybody you know, trust your gut. That's not for everybody. And I've always said that even before human design, I'm going, we're not all made to think that way. And then when I f- saw that and read all that, I was like, ha ha, my intuition was right. <laughs> yeah. So start and say, what do you want to start with the little profiles or where do you want to start? I think the profiles might or be, what would you want to do? I think the profiles might be a really approachable uh, way uh, as well for those people who have never been in contact with human design and also for those who yes. have because there might be some other aspects and also just like as a little heads up there are there's so much more to that like don't get stuck on just the profile there's so much nuances in there um but it is mm. i think it is a good way to start sort of you know when we kind of go what are sort of the build big building blocks can we move them first a lot of stuff shifts and then we can nuance more and more and more and mm. kind of take things out of the way so yeah i think profile is a good yeah. way to start um yeah it's like eating the first slice of the cake yeah yeah so which one do you want to which one do you want to dive into start wherever you wish <laughs> <laughs> should we start with um maybe just a, a a general before we go into the profile like a, a general distinction yeah. between let's say some of the profiles that kind of falling into two groups, right? Of one having sort of access yeah. to like a sustainable access to that life force prana, that energy that's always there if the conditions are right. And then there are other profiles that are not having sustainable access because their purpose is actually a different one in life. So mm-hmm. the, the profiles that have access, sustainable access would be, manifesting generator and the generator and so from my view what that means is if you and we talk about this more if you're sort of living in your authentic alignment if you're in other words like home with yourself if you're honoring yourself that means that you're really here to you know the image that always comes to my mind is that you know the ad in the was it the 90s the Duracell bunny <laughs> Mm. yeah we're not sponsored by Duracell um (laughs) but it's that that sort of bunny that just like runs way longer than everyone else you know but there can be misconception around around that of course of course as well but potentially the idea that 
how to get energy is not the main focus as such. It's like, it's more so like, what are you building? What are you creating? Where are you pouring that life force that you have into it? What is giving you joy? What's lighting you up? You know, what's there in your periphery that you can respond to that you go, oh my God, yeah, I want to build that. I want to create that. And like, you're literally here as the big builders and creative forces as such of our world. Um, or how do you understand, like on a very big overview, how do you understand sort of that energy explanation? Well, mind falls into one of those like that way. So oh, yeah. to me, it's like you have all this life force and capability, and then it's the decision of where do I want to put that life force and energy into in that way. Like, and is it, is, is it really into things that are truly aligned with me? And, I, and one that's really come to me in the last year is the energy that I'm putting into something. Am I building things for other people which is fine if I'm using knowing that and conscious of that or and I, by doing that am I avoiding building things for myself do you know like, and I don't mean house is not there but the life that you want to live like so you have this constant access to energy but then the key is where are you directing it like do you know like and are, are you following that sort of sense of for me it would be a sense of expansion or contraction or the push or the pull like is how I would often feel it like, you know, so what are you listening to in that moment? Like, do you know, because you can, you can feel it so viscerally when it's sacral based, like that way for me in a way, like it's just instant, like, and when I found out that's what, uh, like the sacral was defining me, I'm like, it makes total sense because I've always described myself that way. As in, I follow the smell of the apple pie. I know when things really align with me because I can feel the expansion you know, like, and the apple pie is one of my senses as well, like, but, you know, and I can feel that contraction. I can feel, you know, when somebody asks me for something or to do something, and I'm like, I have never been taught to say no, but every part of me wants to say no, but I go, yeah, I can feel that so viscerally in my system, like. So to me, it's like one that's like, it's a, such an interesting one because we're taught like, you know, just go with the gut. It's one that we talk about so much to apply to other people, but it doesn't actually apply to them either. Do you like go with your gut only applies for those that have that sort of lit up like and then like what about all those other poor people going I can't feel my gut and I can't hear it and I don't know and I'm all caught up in the emotional realm of it do you know like, so it's so interesting I think like a hundred percent and so if you think of those two categories the manifesting generator and generator make up around 70 percent of the world population and so much you know what <laughs> in an ideal world, what what they would bring into the world is really when they follow what lights them up, when they follow the smell of the apple pie or when they follow, you know, what brings them joy, that really they're the big creators. So when, if you look at society overall, you have about 70% that in an ideal world are following their passion, are following what feels good to them and create and put their life force into that. Now just imagine a world where most of the people do what really lights them up versus a world that we oftentimes live mm -hmm. in. And I think that's where the these two uh, profiles over the decades and the centuries really, um, you know, where you can be easily pulled out of power, what you were saying, I'm a building something for myself, I'm a building something for someone else, which is okay if I'm aware of that. But if you think of this idea, how oftentimes school systems and societies are being built, it's like mm. you are the, the workman for others, for the system. And it's not that you can't do it. It actually, in fact, like there's a lot of energy, you can do this. But when we talk about this in the realm of burnout, 
So a good way to burn out a manifesting generator or generator is if they're in prolonged times in things that bring them no joy. And things of where the energy goes into mm. building things that are meaningless to them, that are, because um, you can build some for someone else that you're still deeply passionate about. So it's, it's you know, so again, even within that group, we're very, very different. But if you are manifesting generator or generator mm. and you feel burned out, there, there are a couple of things I would ask you to kind of maybe look at. So the first thing is how much joy is in your life? And that doesn't always have to be your job. Sometimes that's also misunderstood that you have to have the job that like fulfills you. But if you're spending eight hours, 10 hours every day in a profession that like emotionally, psychologically from your heart space kills you, long haul, that's that's not making you mm. able to access that energy that you have. Right. So there is a question like, how do you, if you can't get out of your job, the situations we are just yet, it's like, how do you counterbalance that? Are you having space and time for hobbies? You know, are you hanging around people where the conversations are lighting you up? Are you, you know, if, if you love photography, you know, maybe your day job gives you the money so you can take photography classes and you can take all, buy all your photography equipment. And then the weekends and the evenings you're out and taking photos and that lights you up. That's not the worst setup either, you know, at least in the intermediary so mm -hmm. the first thing i would always kind of go with manifesting generator generator is like just look at throughout all the things you do throughout a day like regularly right and so what's sort of the percentage how much joy excitement passion is there for the aspects the people the things in your life and where is your energy going into things that are actually meaningless to you and that can be a hard realization right mm -hmm. It can be a, a hard sit down and might take a while to digest that yeah. actually and let that in. Yeah. I think for generators too, because like if you're, if you sort of know human design already, it's that idea that you have loads of energy. Like, and I've been told that since I was young, like that way, like you're, I could still be going at 10 o'clock at night. Like I could still be, if I'm doing something I'm enjoying, I could be up all hours and it doesn't take an inch out of me. Like that way. But then when I'm doing something I don't enjoy, it's a slow, slow, hard slog. Like, but it's this idea because we think we have so much energy. It's like, well, I shouldn't burn out then. Like, but it's like, actually, I think we burn out in a very different way because we have so much energy. We'll go further down, driving that train into the tunnel until the, the, the tank is empty nearly. Like, so it's a different, you know, like, to me, it's like different. I don't think we see the telltales as quickly possibly as other potential sort of profiles and all like and to me then it's also when you're in that space then possibly off that potential burnout where the mind's foggy and you don't know what to do from one day to the next because in a sense possibly nothing's bringing you joy and all the things that did work for you don't now is to consider okay can I give myself little things to respond to so at least I'm still practicing like you know oh you know like well there's my dinner you know oh do I want chicken or two I want vegetables today like and going with what feels really mm, in the body like really satisfying for me and go with that you know even with like will I go for a walk or go for a run and really listening because then you're beginning to trust yourself with the little things so then when it comes to the do I feel ready to go maybe back fully out or go back into work fully or you know to change my hobby or to do like work from a different angle or different place hours whatever it is that you already have that little muscle built up so you'll trust it more as well like Mm. yeah so that idea of of joy or pleasure or what feels satisfying is really not a luxury <laughs> it's like it, especially during burnout times but in general for manifesting generators and generators mm -hmm. i think it's it's an integral part and 
you know, I like always like to look at it from the grand scheme of things of society in general, humanity. I'm like, oh my God, if we could get, as a yoga teacher as well, you know, it's like, if we could get the majority of people creating from a place and creating things that, that fill them up. It's like if you have a generator, a manifesting generator in their life, if you can be in an environment and a space that, you know, allows them to follow their joy or their creativity or, you know, what gives them satisfaction, if you can be in any, like at least not in their way, we all benefit from it. And I think a lot of the, the structures that we experience collectively that aren't working that well, it's like, oh, this is such a slog. It's like, yeah, because like 70% of the people, like, I don't know what's the level of like satisfaction on a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. you know, on, as a yoga teacher, I've seen that, you know, people are like, coming out of work and then coming to the six o'clock, seven o'clock PM class, or even before work. I like the conversations we oftentimes have is like, Oh, this is like, just like my only bit of light in the day. And, you know, in terms of personal growth, but humanitarian <laughs> growth, collective growth is like okay if we can all shift 70 percent slightly into that and those of us who aren't falling into that bracket support and at least not be in the way Mm -hmm. i think it will be it was such a more beautiful more expansive world that we all live in um so yeah there's a level of purpose in that as well you know um in that but um you mentioned also the walking and the running and i think this is because we said like human design can bring such a pragmatic part to it in a way and i'd love to see how you experience that because you're you're one of them in terms of the importance of emptying out your tank right because that's like one of the significant aspects of human Mm. design of a manifesting generator generator is like because you have access potentially to that sustainability to that to that sustainable access to that energy it's like where do you put it you know and sometimes we create these days with a computer sometimes we I have to apologize. Oscar is in here. So if you hear funny noises, him asleep snoring. <laughs> so um, if you have that energy within you circulating around you and you're working on a computer all day, the importance of moving the physical body. So some of that physical energy can actually leave you because if it doesn't, chances are you go into bed, you might even sleep an hour or two great and then all of a sudden you wake up and that energy goes into your mind and if you go in if you're in a period of burnout it just kind of keeps the things in your head of like where have I gone wrong how am I gonna get out of here what is this teaching me if you kind of think about this and you're sitting up all night so how are you experiencing that physical part in that um I can remember when I was younger I wouldn't really sleep well at all because I would be my brain would be full steam ahead like I'm like a little uh, dog I need to be walked every day (laughs) I just need to walk like I'm walking it's mine I, I just don't like it's just it's always been my thing like that way because it gives me space to walk and talk if I'm with somebody like usually Liam's the little listener that way like or just process things out or just walking by myself and just being in that space like but like some days it could be like a two-hour walk like you know and it depends I'll just walk off what I feel I just walk until I feel I'm done like that way so for me it's, it has to be moved out like but I also have a lot of um, motors defined motor centers defined like so there's so much more energy that needs anchoring out of my system like that way so but for me it has to be moved like and I think what generates it's finding when you're in burnout say it's like if you used to run that might not be the thing that's for you like do you know, like cause a lot of people say if you're in burnout, it's like the very gentle, the walk and maybe weights and, you know, slow pace, but listening to the body. You might have been able to do your 
20k and now you might find you're doing 2k do you know like and to honor those shifts and changes too because the the tank's already half empty you know so it's not the full tank do you have to move out through you like but yeah I definitely think I've always said that since I was young I go I need to move all the time like I need to move every day so I just my energy is just more moving through yeah. me like and again if you think about 70 of population if you look at the lifestyle we've created in terms of working on computers like when yeah. we think about how much movement our kids still allowed in schools you know and again for some for some energy bodies like having to have that physical output mm. every day is 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 is, is killer <laughs> um yeah. but for some it's really necessary so um you know there have been a huge there have been such big adjustments even thinking from when i grew up in terms of when you where you're allowed to, even playgrounds where you're allowed to run or not allowed to run anymore around you know um and all of that will affect that 70 percent of the population it's like a huge chunk you know, and then everyone is different within that as well. But I think what you said is like, you know, adjusting maybe from the 20K to the 2K run. Um, I'm also thinking if you think consciously of like pouring energy out, like, you know, whatever you're doing, it's not about, it is about the run and mm. it's not about the run, but it's like, okay, this is my space where I'm, you know, maybe the exhale is enforced, mm. you know, anytime where you like literally think of like, I'm leaving something here on the road if I'm going for a walk, you know, this idea of just like shedding and, and releasing and pouring out anything that's too much. So getting into the practice of releasing yeah. anything that's too much, I think is like, that's sort of the tone we're looking for here, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that could be done in your kitchen if you can't get out, you know, like that way, if you have your kids and you have too much responsibilities or you've got to get stuff done for work and all, dance around the kitchen, do you know, like go outside and kick a little one of the kids balls around the field. Like, do you, know, you make it something very accessible where you're just sort of going, OK, it's just like I'm opening up the tap and anything that's there. And even if that's at 10 o'clock at night, you know, because we're taught, you know, don't waken yourself up like, you know, at 10 o'clock at night. But for us, it's like, no, just kick that ball at 10 o'clock at night, like because you're going to run out of that steam and then you'll be able to go to bed and have a good sleep. Mm -hmm. And that's really important as well. Some really pragmatic, like sleep patterns. So for generally, particularly manifesting generally a little bit different, but generally it is this idea of like making sure, you know, your tank is satisfactorily, is that a word? Is empty to satisfaction. <laughs> there is a sort of like a sense of like, I'm done with the day and then hopping into bed. Whereas for other types, when you come to that in a moment, it's actually the other way around. So the way your family sleep patterns are, even if you think of your kids, you might already look at your kids and go like, okay, one kid is definitely that. Like it's just the run and go, 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 go. And then you might have another child and you go like, oh, that's so different. You know, it's it's interesting to see. And I think just to add mm -hmm. the, the manifesting generator in, they're, they're quite different, but they're also alike. So they have access or potential access to that, like sustainable access to that energy. But with the manifesting generator, there's there's always this, to me, it always feels like a pivoting and a shifting. So there is the thing that um, manifesting generates really important for their sustainable energy that they, you know, also follow their joy, but they might have like five different hobbies ago, or they might be like, you know, even if they're painting, they might be at, at 10 different paintings or, you know, there's like, they might also learn a language. And, and so the way specifically a manifesting generator, I mean, there are many ways of looking at burnout in that way, but one of the ways, if I just look at overall structure in the world, is like, get a job, stick with it all the way to the end, never change. You started something, you finish something. And that approach can, it doesn't have to, but it can be for some manifesting generator, a sure way to burn out because they're really designed to maybe, yeah, maybe have a full-time job, but maybe start 
a business on the sides and maybe also like teach kids karate or you know there there's the energy of them wants to pivot and turn i'm always thinking of you know the the chinese plate spinners <laughs> where mm. anyone else looking at them go like don't let anything drop that would be just totally overwhelming to me they're like no that's lighting me up and so we got to be really careful what we put on people, you know, because if that person grows up in an environment that are, you know, all generators and might have heard that thing of like, you know, don't, you know, jack of all trades or, you know, uh, you know, there's mm. too much, like just focus on one thing, right? Like if you think of it, that's in our languaging. And so for some of us, that's really helpful. And for some of us, maybe less so. So within that, I think the manifesting generator is also looking for more the freedom having the freedom to maybe show up at different parts in their life differently, but also at the same time, having their hands in many pots. Mm. Even just think of the language, like, you know, what did you hear when you were young? That, like, you know, I reflect back on that, but that's just who I am. Like, you know, like, as you said, like, you know, why, why can't you just stick with one thing? You know, what are you doing chopping and changing there? Would you not just put your attention into that one project there now versus doing that and watching the TV and also doing something else at the same time like you know why can't you keep up with Mary you know all things that are really reflecting to us in a sense that our design or where we're working against it as well mm. like, and it's like if like an image I was like it's like sort of the, the, the sprinter or the you know there's a way of running it's called fart legs so those of you who are runners are familiar with that but like you said essentially like you can you can make it more specific but you can just as you're running you pick a tree in a distance and you go from here to the tree I sprint and then you look to another tree at another kind of distance and you go from here to there and run a little slower. So these the, the distances are always, aren't always the same. Sometimes you go full flow, you know, blast. Sometimes you go, go 80% here, 100% there, 20% here. So to me, that's very much a dynamic of a manifesting generator. There's sort of an unpredictability to them as well. Um, and they also, there can be a way of where they, I mean, on, a, on another level, they're sort of here to bring sort of the shortcuts into life, like that efficiency where the rest of us goes, like we're all going the full way around because we've always gone around that. And there's a manifesting generator just like straight to the heart of the matter. You know, you go like, oh, you could do it that way too. You know, but in that process, sometimes they miss things. So again, there can be labeling of, you know, uh, slow down. Or, you know, you're not good at this, that, and the other. Whereas their job isn't really necessarily one of like that detailed expression. They're like, you know, I remember that conversation with someone. They were like in school in math, you know, when you had to kind of solve the equation. And then you had to explain the way how you got there. And there was a manifesting generator at that conversation with. And he said like, he's like, he could never bother explaining how he got there. It's like, that's, that's the norm. He's like, yeah, but you know the project I am it's like yeah but if you're wrong but you may have gone the right way and you just made one mistake at the end you're losing all those points it's like I just couldn't be bothered couldn't be like you know and so there is beauty in that this sort of like excitement but they can also can also come with like a hazardness so when we look at like burnout if we keep ourselves from trying and playing in that way or if we shame ourselves you know like oh see this didn't work out because xyz there's a sense with a the manifesting there are other aspects as well in the job but manifesting generator is always a thing of like you know i don't really want to identify myself with one thing one expression and i quite frankly can't but if i have to my life force shrinks and then because they still mm. have that energy supply for a while like what you said like you can kick that can a little bit further down the road than other people possibly can and you might just at some point come to the place where you go why am I burned out? This worked for the last 20 years. Yeah, but it was never sort of like in great alignment. 
yeah. And what about the other ones? So the other Very ones nice. would be, oftentimes they talked about the having no energy, me being one of the other yeah. ones. Uh, I can sometimes resonate with that, but also like, you know, depending on how many motors you have to find, you can have a lot of energy, you know, but the thing is the sustainable access. So these are the manifestors, sorry, these, yeah, these are the manifestors, the projectors and the reflectors. And, you know, first when I heard that, I was like, I want to have all of that sustainable energy like all the other people have. And then I read somewhere, it's like, yeah, but your job is different. Your job for projector, but in a way for all of them, is not to work the way maybe society has taught us to work. Volume defined, output oriented. It's more so the quality. So there's something within the manifester, the projectors and the reflectors. They have, because they have sporadic access to energy, they're really here to, first of all, learn the lesson of, if the others are learning the lessons of what's giving me joy and how it, where I'm pouring it into, this is sort of like, first of all, can I become aware of how my energy ebbs and flows? And so then can I co-create with that? So when it's there, can I have an output? And when it's not there, you know, can I sort of settle into that? Um, so it has a lot to do with that at the first level. How, how would you kind of understand those three in a big overview in terms mm. of burnout then as well? Oh, to me, it would be like where you're, you're really learning not to compare yourself to like the other 70% of the population. Like you're, where you really are learning that probably the way you would love to be and use your energy is the way you're probably meant to be doing it. Like, you know, and it's that big mass of permission slip of going, oh, okay, like, and I know it totally depends on circumstances and jobs and bosses and blah, blah, blah. That way, like, you know, but like, say, if you work for yourself, that you're going, actually, you know, I've always said I'd only like to work a couple hours a day, you know, and I get everything done, like, you know, that I can allow myself that permission, you know, or I notice that it's more in the evening or whatever it is, like, but you're allowing yourself that permission to really claim that I don't need to do it the way we've been programmed to do it, like hard slog, burn all your energy out, like, because you you don't have that full capacity for it, the sustainability of it, like, so you're really sitting, and I think it's a real deep listening to the needs of yourself, like, that would like and knowing that it can ebb and flow depending on who you're with and where you're at, etc., and all those places, like, and you can do all that through learning what those are over time, like, or just through being aware of how you are when you're with certain people. You know, like, do you feel energized? Do you feel more drained when you're in certain locations? Oh, I find I really when I'm sitting in a coffee shop, I'm just banging with bloody ideas, like, or no, I actually need to go sit in my own little space, and I find that's more like full of potential for me so to me it's this like where it's really empower like allowing that empowerment of self to me I see like those sort of profiles really having to take their own inner power and own inner authority and own that so much of going I'm going against the grain like and really I'm not going against the grain because somebody just decided that was the bloody grain like do you know like so it's lovely to see so many more people going this is the way I work best like and I'm going to create my life around that because it really feeds me and by feeding me it's not being selfish it's actually really going to feed so much more to the world like and it's going to show so many other people different ways of doing things because if you think of 
so let's tease those three a little bit apart and maybe talk a little bit more about like what they share but when we look at the manifester like i always think of the manifester like the spark plug in an engine you know it's like it's that initiating force it's that like the manifester in a way is really in terms of one layer of purpose is really designed to bring something into the world regardless of the outer environment so there is this inner creative spark or conversation where they might see things that haven't been done or it's just like it's not even that it's just like something lands and you know giving yourself permission to bring that out and i when that hasn't been acknowledged or if there hasn't been from young age on an environment where that uniqueness and that that creativity mm-hmm. um is being allowed people can just shut that down right and the thing as well with a manifest as it sounds always beautiful bring a spark you bring newness yeah but you also inherently just in your auric field you bring change to whatever you're entering the situation you know so even if your thoughts aren't there that you want to build a new business if you step into a room where there are two people who have a conversation they will notice you <laughs> there's there's no two ways about that so there is something inherent within you to bring humanity forward through that inner sort of creativity and then we have manifesting generators and generators that can respond to that that 70 percent you can go oh my god you just lit something up inside of me let me respond to that in whatever ways and there's the energy so if the manifester either has to suppress that creative genius or that insight Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that other every part has every type every person has huge capacity for creativity just because i'm using the word creativity here but there is this 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 quality is like if you know and it's so important they're sort of setting us all off and then the projector is sort of <laughs> it's like in a way if you think of a football team it's the coach on the sidelines you know it's like mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of part of the game but not really part of the game and it's gonna go and like but because he's in the sidelines he sees everyone and he sees who's exhausted and you're like oh my god that ball is going the wrong direction you know like and over here is somebody that's in the right position like can you just feed off the ball to that person then they can shoot towards the goal you know so there is a sort of sense of uh, projectors tend to see things that individuals maybe don't see or the community together doesn't see so there's a huge potential for being an advisor or the direction or there's huge insights um and for them i think being a projector growing i grew up in a household that was manifesting generators and generators so there was a lot of energy in that way around they can also live up to so like sometimes the the coach and the side field can become so passionate <laughs> of the game that they hop onto the playing field and they start kicking the ball around as well. And then Mm -hmm. like the whole team kind of looks over at you and like, what are you doing here? (laughs) You know? So with the projector, they can sometimes receive this pushback. Um, Whereas a manifesto can receive this pushback because people go like, I don't want to change. I don't want anything to change. Get out there. And you know, the projector can sort of receive this pushback. I was like, I didn't ask for help. Like just like back off, you know, because people sometimes aren't ready to, to see the things maybe. Um, that projectors can see and whether that's you know your friend with well-meaning advice or whether you're at work and you kind of see all the ways in which systems could be improved um, or you have that wider capacity but essentially you're not here to be on the play field and kick the ball and run your lungs out it's like punctually you see something and then when you're invited in when you feel like people are really you know a coach has to be recognized that's really important that's the important part about a, a projector and if they run on the field all day long they exhaust themselves that's a sure way to burn out you know so there's a lot to learn around 
you know, my environment, the people I'm hanging out with, do they really see who I am? Do they really see, you know, it's nice to see a coach, but do they really see the full capacity of the coach? Because if the team doesn't acknowledge that, it doesn't matter how good the coach is. It's just like, it's wasted energy. And then lastly, and then I bring it over to you and to see like where that all lands with you. Lastly, the reflectors, there's really only 1% in the world. Mm. And so that alone gives us something, right? It's like this idea of they can be the, these chameleons that can really be everything and anything really on a higher level reflectors reflect back the mirror back to health of our society the health of like if they're at work and you have a reflector and a reflector doesn't feel well like you always want to look like well how's the dynamic in the team what's going on the project is, is running like they give us so much information back in that way but again um without going too much into it for all those for everyone i suppose there can be also changes in the sky that activate certain parts that can give someone then a huge amount of energy for a prolonged or certain period of time where the reflector can all of a sudden be like you know a generator you know you just step into that that can be totally possible but for reflectors there's a huge learning in trusting my own feelings around my environment do i feel good in this environment to feel good and safe around the people I'm in. And that helps them to navigate. So getting themselves into situations. Now that requires also a huge amount of freedom, right? And so we'll come back to how our, how our life is set up, you know, chances are 1%. You probably grew up with a bunch of generators, manifesting generators, projectors, everyone projecting their ideas onto you, go more, do more. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I don't know who I am because there's this, this whole cycle of waiting it out for an entire month, right? To kind of go, everything has been activated within me for who entire month. So who am I now? <laughs> who am I now? Who am I now? And this can always change, right? So there is mm -hmm. a big piece in terms of burning out, I think, with a reflector in that trying to fit in and instead, and that's such a difficult piece, really trusting yourself and trusting when you just don't feel right in an environment in the best way possible, remove yourself from that, whether that's like two minutes, mm -hmm. go outside, have a breath and you go back into the meeting or changing jobs or in any which way. But this is a hugely, not, not necessarily fragile, but sensitive being. So if you have reflectors in your life, I would always like, keep them close, really listen to them, watch what their needs are. They can tell you so much about the rest of, you know, what's going on in your project mm -hmm. or in your friendship or, and so on. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how, how are you perceiving sort of that side of the non-sustainable connection? Non-sustainable. Like when you're chatting sort of what comes to mind and all there, like, is that, in terms of like, you know, we're chatting about burnout and all there. Like, so like for me, when I'm, I'm listening and when I think of reflectors and all, they have all this sort of openness around them. Like that way, like, so it's like, if my environment is full of all, like especially if it's full of generators and manifestors and all there, like we can go get so caught up in the, I need to be that, I need to be initiating, I need to be creating things, I need to be bold in things. And to me, it's like, you know, I'm feeling into sort of the energy of it all. Like, to me, it's like the generator, the manifesting generators are sitting there and they're drawing the things to them. Like it's like, like this openness, this expansion, like that way, like the manifester is sort of leaning in, but not like getting hands and dirty, but sort of the energy is more sort of leaning outwards. Like 
that way like the projector is very much to me like energy and body like you know like really sort of centered in self and that ability to watch to see and then like still when it go, like goes to share or point out things as energy doesn't lean into get its hands into it is the way I keep thinking of things like that way like and the reflector is so to me is like so it's porous or pervious maybe isn't a word but you know like it absorbs so much of what's going on in its environment like so it's kind of like creating that ability to notice all of the things going on around you like not even noticing but feeling it in your own system like us in these waves like do you know like in the understanding of that compassion self that like just because I'm going up and down or going through these cycles that's not a bad thing like that way because once I know that that's power for me then to make the choices like that way it's power for me to know if I'm in a room full of this certain energy that I'm going to be experiencing that and that doesn't mean that I've taken I may have taken on that all that energy but it just might be running through me as well like because it's kind of like sounds like really empty empathetic like that way like where you can get caught up in oh my god that's all mine but can I see it running through me like because the in a sense the burnout can come from if I decide to try and take all of that in like and hold that in my own system like that way I guess and I'm responsible because I'm feeling this real deep grief that my mother has or it's going on in the world then I'm going to sit in this and let it like burn me up almost like rather than going okay this is I can see this you know, it's almost outside of me that way, like, and knowing that, okay, that this will move through me in a certain way, or I have my little practices to empty myself out, like, almost, that way, so I can work with it, and then with the manifester, manifestors, I think, like, it's that, it's really important for, like, sort of connecting the burnout ass, and the ideas doesn't mean I have to bowl them all, like, do you know, like, I don't have to get my hands dirty with them all, that my gift is that, they can really come in and I'm initiating them and I'm beginning them, but I might then go actually like, yeah, yeah. So my team is Betty, Mary, Paul and whoever, and you run with those guys. <laughs> Do you know, like, and you can be in your your zone of genius almost like that way. Like, and projectors, I, for me, like the, when I hear about projectors and all, like, and to me, it's like that beauty of when they're with other people, if people know that, to allow them that space to be themselves. And for all ones, really, to allow themselves that space to be. But because we're so programmed as doers, to allow them not to be the doer, like. And it doesn't mean that you have to become the doer for them, but you honour that they, they will be in that space when they need to be in it, like. Do you know, like, and they'll churn it out as quick as anybody, like, that way. But it's just not there 24-7, so you're, what you're really learning in all of this to me is that you're learning to honour your cycle, your rhythm and to really like allow yourself to be it little by little as much as you can each time as you're deconditioning. But then you're learning to honour everybody else's cycle. So I don't need you or anybody else to be like me. Like, you know, rather than trying to drag you on to the generator train of going, these two trains can still go at the same pace together like. Do you know, like, and we learn from each other as well, like, do you know, like, the generator can learn to bloody rest from a projector, like, that way, like, a generator can learn, okay, I actually don't have to push and initiate things from a manifester, like, do you know, a reflector can learn the power of them being able to really read a space so deeply, like, and have that deep wisdom without having to go, now I have to go do something with this. 
Do you want to talk briefly, maybe, about, I think that's an important part just to mention, you touched on it, the openness, you know, what is in our centers and our channels, and this idea of what happens in those parts of our chart and those parts of our physicality, our, our energy body, where there's whatever that means in the openness versus where there's the definition. Um, and in terms of how that can affect us when it comes to sort of burnout from your point of view. For me, it would be sort of the, in a sense, those parts that are colored and are defined is where you have, I have that. It's just part of who I am. I have access to that, like, but where places are open, then that's, and if you, and you, you'll know it when you see it, you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like, do you know, like you already know it, but you just might not realize it. Like that or like, or, or, or it might be a part of you sometimes too, that you kind of disown a little bit. Like, do you know, like you go, oh no, I'm, I'm not that there. Like, and you raise, oh yes, I am. Like, so to me, the openness is where we're, we're, to me, it's like you're more susceptible to not having stable energy there. Like, it's like, you know, it can get caught up in the wind. Like when I think of like my, my mind, my ego, my throat. I think it's my, what you call it, the one, I can't remember, the emotional one and all there. I think it's, I can't remember the name of it. They're all, yeah, so it, that's like nothing happening there, like sort of job. Like, and I laugh because I'm just like, oh, that's just, yeah. When I found that, I was like, that just makes sense. Like, but it's like, it's not stable. It's like, it's constant, like, no, something can be moving through it almost that way. Like, but it's to know then, like, that I don't have to hop on each of those things that is moving through it. And I don't have to go, oh, that's mine now. Do you know, like, so all of those crazy thoughts and a billion, billion ideas, like, that can come in at a time doesn't mean I have to implement and action all of those. That way, like, those places where I feel like I could say something, but I can't really be arsed that I honour that. I can't be arsed, like, do you know, like, that I feel like I don't need to, like, do you know, like, all the emotions that may be floating around a space when I, when I work, like, that's my gift, like. Do you know, like they're where my gifts are as well. Like I work as a healer and I have a total, completely open emotional or whatever that one, solar plexus one is, the empathy one, whatever it's called. Do you know, like, so that's my gift, like, and the same with the upper ones too that are totally like that. So to me, there are places where I already know, oh, okay, I don't need to hold the energy there. I can allow it to shift and change. And then I have my practices that allow it to, catch it or to empty it out or to clear it whether it's through Reiki whether it's just through watching all those lovely crazy thoughts and going I don't need to hop on that one and sometimes I will hop on it and go on a lovely three hour ride around the universe with nothing to do with it do you know like so to me that's the way I see them mm, that's lovely yeah it's like very much like what's mine and what isn't mine right what came in to visit for a while yeah. what am I learning and and then take that and then, and then let it, let let the rest go. It's a way of um, whenever there's something white in your chart, it's like like you said, there is not the same consistent expression of an energy of whatever mm -hmm. that is, the channel or wherever it is in your chart. <laughs> One way of I like to look at it is like, do you know the difference between being living at home and then going on a holiday? So in a way, those white parts is when you go on holiday, you experience different cultures, different languages, you might get inspiration, you go, oh my God, if you like, if you like to paint, you go, you know, I'm just always thinking when we go to, to Morocco, the art is just so, so unique, you know, every time I'm not a painter as such, um, as in like a regular practice, but every time I'm going there, I'm like, oh, 
what a bit lovely. I think I'm going to start, you know, painting. There's that sort of inspiration that comes, comes in, but then I also know then I'm going somewhere else. I'm interested in something else, you know? So in the parts that are open, um, so if it's your solar plexus emotional center that's open, it's like if you're around people, it's such a, in a way you go on holidays, you get to taste their culture, their way of being. So there can be that huge, in, like knowing that the wisdom that comes with how, you know, how how different can the cultures be? How different can the emotional patterns be? Um, and as it runs sort of through you, it's like tasting it. And then you come away from that holiday in an idea case, you come back home and you recenter. And you just clear that out, you know, go, okay, that's amazing. Maybe I do actually buy myself some paint and brushes and, you know, a canvas and I'm going to start. Or maybe just going to go like, oh, I really like that, the way that made me feel. And then and then that's it, you know, or maybe like, oh, I really didn't like that. And then that that's it. And the same with all the different different parts with, within us. So in terms of burning out, then it's when we sort of either usually it's because we just kind of mix it up in our mind and we think like, oh, I have to be that. You know, you go you go to Italy and you pick up something in their culture and then you bring it home and you anchor that and you hold on to that. It's like, I guess I need to do this. So if you come with someone, you know, that that has a certain defined, like even when we're working together because my, so my, my um, sacral is undefined, right? So that it's not that steady supply to energy and yours is and i said that to you before every time i come off this podcast mm. like this is my most productive time afterwards like i put a lot of the things that i usually don't get done throughout the week <laughs> in the two hours after that because i just like have that overhaul you know i get to taste your energy of what it could be but then i need to really take care of myself and link out because what mm. can happen when you get stuck in there and that's the burnout part if you get stuck in there you think either you have to be that or you think you actually have it. And so parts of us that have that sacral mm -hmm. part non-defined, we literally don't know when enough is enough. Like I could go, you know, for the next six, seven hours after a conversation and I'm living with someone mm -hmm. where that's defined and I grew up with an environment where that's defined. And so what can happen is sort of like as a projector almost, well, I didn't even know a projector was up till a few years ago, you know, didn't have the vocabulary for that or you came across human design, but it's like you literally think you need to live up to the rest and that's where the burnout comes you need to because you've tasted it so it's not that it's unfamiliar to you you know you 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 know how to do efficiency you know in a, in a way people who have that sacral open white undefined um they can actually turn out to be almost the better generators in a way like they can sometimes lean in so much that they become so efficient so effective but obviously ideally not for like 20 30 years and that's where the burnout happens. You know, when we recognize something, we go, we tie it up with something that society told us, like Nike, just do it. I guess I'm just doing it, you know? And then we link that all mash together and we're like, why is that making me empty? Where somebody else, it lights somebody else up. So I think from a burnout point, it's like when you start to get more familiar with, you, with your chart, no way, look at the parts that are white and go, I'm like, oh, okay, where is, that's where I'm going to wisdom school here on earth. This is where I get to taste a lot of different cultures, a lot of different ways. I can be exposed to things. I can utilize them, but I'm, I'm letting them wash through me and clear out and having my practices. And I think the more there is, there is whiteness in your chart, like all the way to the reflector where almost everything is white, these clearing out practices become more and more important. Um, yeah. I think the emptying out is so important for everybody full stop, like just in different ways. 
So it is like because it's, it's also an opportunity in a sense, the way I see it is to leave you as yourself, Do you know, like without all the influence of your environment, the places, the news, other people, without all the things that are constantly revolving around us and that we're engaging in in loads of different ways. Like it allows you to really come back into your own center, your own being, like, you know, so it's like that little reset, that little refresh button, like are those little games kids had, you know, where they draw something and then they shake it to get it all empty again. Like that way, so it's figuring out what really allows me to do that there, like, do you know, like, and it may be different things at different times or what are the practices that I have that when I do it, I'm like, oh yeah, actually now I feel more like myself, like, and that's always sort of the key little phrase you'll hear people say, like, you know, it's like, oh, now I feel like myself now, like, do you know, like, so what are those and can you allow yourself to do those things on a little regular basis, like, do you know, and it could be as simple as for some people, it's their shower in the morning or their shower in the evening and some visualisation with that, that imagine the water running through all of those open places in their body to clean it out. Like, do you know, like it's coming in the front door, out the back door and the front door, the next one out. So it's moving through those and then in those defined places that it's clear in them as well, because both can hold the conditioning. Like, but I think a really nice question for anybody, whether they know human design or not, is like what you said, what are you trying to live up to? What version of self or version in the world are you trying to live up to? What expectations have you placed on yourself? Or what expectations do you feel are being put on you? Like, that you just feel just aren't, aren't you? Like, yeah. And an old ancient text from sort of the yogic tradition, the Vedic yogic tradition, the Indian tradition, the Bhagavad Gita, where they talk about purpose and dharma and, you know, where it says that, I think I mentioned in a previous episode, but when it comes to joy, happiness, but also <laughs> sustainable energy supply, you are better off doing you, like like an amateur, like, mm-hmm. you know, whether that's your profession, wh- whatever that is that you maybe took now from, from this chat or our previous chats or whatever you're finding, or like wherever you see yourself in astrology and you know, soul retrieval work, energy work of any kind, physical work, where you're like, I recognize myself there. Um, and how can you sort of in, in that way come back to yourself and sort of like let everything, let everything else go? You know, there is a, um, this idea where it says further on in the text that regardless how you good, how well you do someone else's dharma or purpose, it'll never bring you joy. Mm. And I think in human design, why it is for so many people so approachable, because you can literally see when you're trying to fill in the white stuff with other stuff, the hole in the bucket is still there. You're like, why am I still feeling unfulfilled, empty, and so on? Which is slightly different than burnout. But we talk about that last episode. Mm-hmm. But it kind of plays into that general setup. When we're when we're doing ourselves amateurly, there's more joy, there's more happiness, you know. And I think we all collectively learn that in all the lessons. At least, like, like when I when I see people for sessions and the work we do is like it's like that's the conversation that comes up in different in different ways. So it's really the way home and, you know, human design can be a, another map, a beautiful way that can be initially very pragmatic and relatable, but also like has way more depth when you climb into it. Mm. Um, but also by you doing that, 
you know, by you stepping into your blueprint, into your authenticity, coming home to yourself, it shifts the relationships you have. And so it will always, when we talk about the healing journey in that way, you coming home into yourself will then challenge or help the people around you to do the same thing. And so we are all in this in that way together, but it is, it's really the, like we say, so many, it's so easily said, right? Isn't it? It's the inward looking. It's like not looking, living up to someone else's expectation, to someone else's goalpost. It's like, how do you define success? How do you define a life that's well lived? How do you define joy? What does it mean to you to have a fulfilled life? What does it mean to you to feel safe, secure? What is it, you know, that you need in terms of freedom? What levels? And and, and coming home and starting to give ourselves permission to really take ownership of our own answers to that. Yeah. Beautiful. And on that note, my dear, we will wrap up. And for those who are like, how the hell do I find my body graph? Just Google human design chart and you'll need your little date of birth and your time of birth and you can put it all in. There's four or five of them that you'll find when you Google that. And then, of course, BB offers her little sessions and her little pdf guide and all there as well if you want to dip your toes on and so head over to her website which is in the little show notes and otherwise folks we look forward to connecting with you next week so enjoy enjoy the week ahead bye. bye we'd like to thank you for listening to the earth school podcast hosted by rosalie mcnally and bb Dalman. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. Or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work, you can check us out on our websites, bbdalman.com and thethirstysoul.com.